Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, Go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Caller in the house. He is Mr. Purple Insider, the mailbag today. Numerous profiles, interviews, video breakdowns. If you even have a casual interest in the most popular and prominent business in this state, the Minnesota Vikings, Purple Insider is a must. Check it out today. Purple Insider. Hello, sir. Uh, Kevin O'Connell's approach to this game, where they need about 94 things to come through to make the playoffs. At this point, do you assume at minimum, as long as the game is competitive, he's going to play everybody? Or is one example... Christian Derrissaw, who clearly has not been healthy the last couple weeks because he has not been the same player. If he doesn't play, is that a tip-off maybe that O'Connell realizes the inevitable is here? Well, I think that when you have a 3% chance to make the playoffs, that still means that three out of 100 times you make it. So it's not zero. And from that perspective, as a head coach, you can't go into the game being like, well, guys, it's over. Uh, Have a nice trip to Cabo. We'll see you guys later. I mean, I think as a coaching staff, you have to go in saying we can still make the playoffs. We've had crazier things happen. I mean, look at the Buffalo game last year, the Indianapolis game last year, things that were very much against the odds that have come to fruition. So why not do it again? At the same time, with Christian Derrissaw as, as a good example, I mean, that man is one of the most important foundational pieces to this franchise over the next five to ten years. So uh, if he's not good to go 100%, this is not the Super Bowl where you're going to tell him to play no matter what uh, with whatever he's dealing with. Like, you don't want any implications um, for Christian Derrissaw pushing it. You don't want him to be out there struggling and get hurt or have something else like like that happen. And the same goes for Brian O'Neill, who's been ruled out and O'Neill should not have played the other night. That was, that was with his status for his ankle injury. He should absolutely not have been out there, but he himself was pushing like crazy to be out there and then came out of the game with more of an injury and isn't going to be able to play this week. So, you know, I think you have to keep your head on straight with, like, let's not get anybody hurt here. At the same time, it's not a glorified preseason game, and I would expect that they're going to game plan the same way they normally would. They're going to try to win this game with everything they've got. And remember, you know, Mike Zimmer took this approach, and I respected it 
uh, people would always ask him for meaningless games on a week 18 or 17. And he would say, like, I'm trying to win the game. And look, nobody goes back and checks when they look up your career record. Oh, that one was meaningless that you won. Like, no, they look at how many wins and how many losses. So if you're a coach, you, it looks better to go 8-9 yeah. than it does 7-10, <laughs> and 10, yes. except for on the draft board. Yeah. Only on the draft board it doesn't. Nick Mullins as the starter, is that the right call uh, in your view? Sure, why not? Uh, and they should, it shouldn't be Jaron Hall. Uh, I think with Jaron Hall, what we saw last week, and I agreed with them trying Jaron Hall because you might as well yeah. when you know everything sure. you need to know about the other guys and you like what you've seen from Hall and I agree uh, from from all reports uh, from the, the team and everything else that he had really handled himself well throughout this season developing, he deserved a shot. And the, the previous guy threw four picks mm-hmm. and lost in the yes. game. No previous exactly. So I'm not second-guessing that. Uh, having seen him, I think he holds on to the ball too long. I don't think he can process quick enough yet, uh, and he is a kind of a danger to himself. Like when he got hit by three people against the Packers, I was like, uh, this, this isn't good for him right now. Um, doesn't mean he's a bust. Uh, it just means that he needs more work. Same with, it's the same way Jake Browning looked a few years ago, and uh, you know he can develop from that, but you, you couldn't have him start again. It would also look damn silly to play Josh Dobbs. Because it'd be like, wait, wait, you had him as quarterback three for three weeks, and then he's back to QB one? What is going on here? So by process of elimination, welcome back, Nick Mullins. Dobbs is the backup quarterback. So uh, if something happened to Mullins, we would see Dobbs. So let's talk Harrison Smith. Uh, This has been discussed a decent amount here the last couple weeks that uh, it was about $19 next year unless they start uh, uh, working around his, uh, his cap number. He's had a, a fantastic career. It's debatable whether it's a Hall of Fame career, but he turned out to be a great draft choice by this organization. You followed him now for a long time. What is most notable to you about Harrison Smith? And then knowing the cap situation, let's go on to the premise, at least for this conversation, that Brian Flores is back do you see Harrison Smith back? So on that second part, I think there's a very good chance he retires. I think there's almost, and I could be wrong, but I think there's almost no chance he plays for anybody else. Uh, he's loved playing with Brian Flores. He loves this organization. He's played his whole career here. And I think that they'll have him if he wants to return. And he, they would just rework his contract. They did it last year. They'll do it again. He took a big pay cut to come back. I think this is the only place that he wants to be. Uh, as far as what stands out, I mean, dozens and dozens of great plays over the years and moments from Harrison Smith. The 2017 season where he finished third in Defensive Player of the Year, had a really good case for first. Uh, that was uh, just a breathtaking season to watch him operate. That year with the full power of that defense and in his prime mentally and physically, uh, I think that the thing about it, and, and I wrote my article about this this week yep. with Harrison Smith is it's not like a wide receiver. It's not like a pass rusher. It's not like a quarterback. We don't have 80 bajillion stats to tell us how good this guy was. Yep. So you really have to take the time, which is what I tried to do and, and look at the full impact of someone 
who is the quarterback of the defense, who makes the checks and the changes, and who uh, impacts everyone around him. You think about the guys who have played with Harrison Smith. It's two undrafted free agents and a fourth-round pick who's changed positions, and all of those guys have performed really well. I think that tells you a lot about him. So it's everything from the splash plays, the playmaking, but also a guy who is is dead last in the self-promoter rankings. He's not a media guy. He's not a podcaster. He's not doing endorsements for, uh, you know, brain water or whatever. Russell Wilson was hawking a few <laughs> years ago. I mean, this is, this is the, the quietest superstar, but you don't have to look much farther than Bill Belichick comparing him to Troy Polamalu and Ed Reed to see the case for Harrison Smith. 15 past two. More with uh, Matthew. Purpleinsider.com. Purple, I'm looking at it right now. Purpleinsidersubstack.com. Check it out. It's worth it. Do that during the break. We'll continue with Matthew, including uh, when we come back, more on next year, more on the Cousins debate, and also the GM and how important this upcoming draft is for him. More with Caller when we come back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. We are playing songs where the more well-known song actually is a cover, but this is the original. So, who do we have here? Oh, you know the band. No, you don't. Either Arrows or The Arrows. I can't remember. <laughs> it's not Joan Jett. Not Joan. <laughs> not Joan. Uh, Collar, where do you stand on cover tunes? Okay, you like music. Do you enjoy hearing covers of uh, popular songs? Or are you like, no, don't give me the cover. Just give me the original song. I'm fine there. All depends on the song and depends on what the person did with it. Uh, I mean, the best example probably of all time is All Along the Watchtower. That is taking a a really great Bob Dylan song and making it your own and throwing in Jimi Hendrix shreddy guitar solos and everything else. Pretty good. Uh, if you if you take it if you take it and just recreate the literal song, then and you didn't put your own spin on it or something. It was kind of like when uh, the the uh, forget what band covered Africa a couple years ago, and it's like, oh, yeah, just yeah. The, who is it again? Weezer song. did. Weezer, that's right. Weezer. Yeah, Weezer. Yeah. And, and I and I like Weezer, but I was like, it's just the same song. So what like what are we doing? We're not adding a Weezer spin. If they had added. They're a very unique and kind of strange band, but they offered nothing different about that song. And so to me, that's what differentiates, um, you know, the, the, the cover song. Insiders, by the way, are telling me you were excellent last Saturday filling in. Did you enjoy that? It's not Saturday afternoon. It's not always the easiest animal to take on. 
You know, I kind of had a very gimmicky situation where it was uh, the day before New Year's Eve. So we handed out, you know, New Year's resolutions and such to all the teams. We went back and evaluated which teams had a good year. Was it a good year in Minnesota sports? And honestly, it wasn't that good of a year in Minnesota sports no. last year, to tell you the truth. Uh, we, had a, we had a playoff loss and lots of Vikings losses and the I mean, the Twins, they won a playoff twins series, so we had that. Yep. But yep. It, it wasn't, you know, but it was a lot of fun. I appreciate Bradley and letting me fill in. Uh, you, uh, you've stated this many times. You think it's time to shake Kirk's hand, wish him the best, move on with the rest of our lives for a variety of reasons, including cap situation. But now, zero to 10, uh, not what you think should happen, what will happen. Zero, there's absolutely possibly no chance that when uh, they open up next year, let's just go hypothetically, Green Bay. Seems like they open up Green Bay about every third year. Uh, absolutely no chance Kirk is the quarterback or a 10. It's a mortal lock that Kirk is the starting quarterback. Where are you at on what you think will happen? I think it is dead in the middle, 50-50. Stop, stop, stop. No, it's true because, because there's moving parts here. Uh, Kirk Cousins has an agent that I wish we all had because we would be millionaires if we had this guy's agent. And there is a there is a little bit of a thing that that's worth noting here that could impact this, which is the Vikings, if they're going to keep Kirk Cousins, the deal has to be done before the start of free agency, which means that his agent would forego negotiating with any other teams. Otherwise, the dead cap of twenty eight million kicks in and makes it basically impossible so what his agent is going to do is go to the combine and uh, maybe uh, catch up with some people in some steakhouses in Indianapolis and try to get a feel for where the dollars would be if Atlanta wanted to sign him, if the Raiders wanted to sign him. And then he's going to compare that to what he's got when he meets with the Vikings and try to make a decision right there based on speculation of what it could be on the outside. And the Vikings, they have been timid when it comes to Kirk Cousins, even though he has become probably the best version of himself that he could ever be on the field. And then off the field, he has uh, come out of his shell and become a likable yeah. quarterback. Right. But at the, sa- at the same time, they know the realities of the age. They know the realities of it coming off an injury, and that's his plant and drive foot to throw the football uh, that he's going to try to recover from. And they also understand that if you're trying to build a roster here, that salary cap hit cannot be – $45 million, but next year, there's going to be, I think, 13 quarterbacks who have cap hits going into next year over $40 million. So how, if you're Kirk, are you like, oh, no, no, I'll take a great discount, even if you have other teams that would pay you more? At the same time, I think that Kevin O'Connell likes him, and I think he believes that if he just threw the ball where it was supposed to go, that they would have had a great offense this year, and he's probably right. So, And, and also, there's another factor here that's very important. This draft class is good. It is good. There's not just one or two guys and that's it. There's like five guys, maybe six, who are legitimate NFL starting quarterback prospects that they're going to have to decide on that evaluation as well. Is that a better option than bringing back Kirk? Okay, so let me stay with that, but also add, because I really think there's been some purple spinning lately about Kirk. He clearly had an excellent game against the 49ers. He had some other good moments. Kirk wasn't that good starting the season. Like, and I and I keep hearing people say, "Oh, he was he was on an MVP path." No, he wasn't. Okay, now maybe he was going to continue to take off, but he had some games during the season where he would, he and the entire offense were not sharp, including 
Turnovers. Okay, so let, let's not forget that when you hear that spinning, which is taking place. So that leads me to, to Quasi, the competitive rebuild, the Wilfs always feeling like, oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't fall that far. It was Zimmer's fault, and then they kind of felt some vindication last year when Quasi and KOC come in and they win 13 games. But they got the Kirk money. They got the Daniil money. They've got, you know, Harrison Smith and our conversation the last segment, does he leave? Uh, we also don't even know yet if Quasey's any good at drafting because the first year, fiasco, Addison, I'm going to say Addison is good to very good this year. I don't think we can say great as, as, as much as he's kind of vanished of late, but he's also, he's got Dobbs one week, he's got Mullins one week, he's got me with an it's a ball another week, so that, <laughs> that accounts for, for some of it. But what is the likelihood that they would, would Quasi KOC, would sit down with uh, Wilf number one and Wilf number two and say, you know, the truth is, we we got to go all in on youth, or not maybe all in, but more in on youth, and we got to draft the young quarterback, we got to say goodbye to Kirk, we got to put a competitive offer on Daniel, but if it, we 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 got to get really in line with the cap. And if next year is more of a step back, we think we can really start building in 25 and maybe 26. What's the likelihood they can do that? And why should we believe that Quasi's good enough with the with what's happened in the two drafts to think he can be that guy? So the, the drafting thing is, the, I, I can't tell you what's going to happen in the future drafts, but I would not downplay that their first-round pick this year was fantastic and yeah I agree like the quarterbacks have been bad but having that answer to who's going to be the duo with Justin Jefferson is it's not a well I guess they got Addison like no no actually they hit on the most important pick which is a guy that's going to be a huge part of the future as a duo with your superstar receiver so let's not downplay that part okay Uh, but you know the way the way I look at it is this the Minnesota Vikings where they stand right now uh, I was looking at this last night. They have two playoff wins since Brett Favre made an unfortunate decision against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Two. I don't, and I don't think that was just a couple years ago. There, was, there are 22 teams that have more playoff wins since then. And they have won since Kirk Cousins got here. He did not change that at all. And I don't know why you would think, if you're the front office now, you're smarter than the last guy when it comes to building for this same quarterback that didn't get you anywhere in the playoffs. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers since then have 11 playoff wins. You have two. I mean, like this, and and how is it that the 49ers have such a strong roster? Because their quarterback is making $800,000 on the salary cap so they can pay Trent Williams and Debo Samuel and Javon Hargrave and Nick Bosa. I mean, this is, it's a tried and true method of building a roster. And guess who knows this? I think Quasi Adapalmenta knows this. And you know what? If you screw up a draft pick with Lewis Seen, hey, did the 49ers screw up any draft picks? Oh, yeah, they sent three of them for one guy who doesn't play there anymore. Why were they able to survive that? Because they could spend how many ever dollars they wanted because their quarterback makes no money. I mean, that, that's why it's so important is that we wouldn't obsess over Lewis Seen being a bust if they just paid somebody else to come in and play on defense because they could. Or if you're the Dolphins, trade for Tyree Kill. Uh, for example, or if you're the, the Eagles where you, you know, miss on Jalen Rager in the draft. Oh, what a terrible draft pick. We'll just trade for A.J. Brown, right? So there are huge, huge advantages to not doing it, uh, to not bringing back Kirk Cousins. 
And I think that you're signing your death certificate as a, uh, um, as a group, if you do, as a front office and coaching staff, if you do. Because what Cousins always does is sets the bar just high enough to fall short of it. And that's what he's done every time. And fourth and eight is like the ultimate final nail in the coffin there. So it's not really about whether you like Kirk or not or whether you think he is. This, the football is an accounting game. It's an economics game as much as it is on the field. So I, I think that Quasey, the minute he got here, was looking for a way out of Kirk. And they signed him to the shortest possible deal the first time. And they didn't sign him to a deal last time. That's where I keep coming back to, is there going to be a conflict between O'Connell wants his quarterback? Yep. Does Quasey want to stick to the plan that they always had? And that's where this draft class might factor in, or that's where the Wilfs might factor in, as you mentioned, and say, no, we love Kirk, make it happen. Yep. And in that case, I wouldn't count on many more playoff wins. Excellent as always. We'll, uh, we'll chat next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Chad. Matthew Collar. He's great with us on the radio. Uh, Purple Insider is outstanding. Really multifaceted podcasts, uh, video interviews, game updates, profiles, the excellent Harrison Smith story, uh, the mailbag. It's worth checking out. PurpleInsiderSubstack.com. Traffic, weather, and basically four hours of Am I Wrong is next. Joe is uh, talking about political violence. We talk about this a lot with Major Garrett. We did not mention it earlier this week before we get to Am I Wrong. Do the Bidens realize there's this new invention called suntan lotion? I mean, did you see the shots of them when they came back? I forget where they were. It was somewhere warm and beautiful, I'm sure. Virgin Islands, I believe. Virgin Islands? Yes, hanging out with a big DF, uh, not DFL, but Democratic donor. It's a liberal place on the beach. I think he was there last year, maybe even the year before. Yeah. It's a spot for the holidays. He was he was, he was uh, com- competing with his uh, political opponent, and who was, who was more orange? No, he was beyond orange. He was straight red. <laughs> it's ridiculous. SPF 50, the White House. Let's go. We've got to get clued in I mean, on that. Come on. All right, let's go. Whew. Early start for the Am I Wrong? Yeah. But they are let's, fired let's up. Oh, and it's also night talk. Night talk. Mm, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I saw DeRussia and Blois walking by shaking their head. Just disdain. No, they don't understand. They it. don't get it. They don't get night don't talk. Get night talk. Elvis. Evolution. Yeah, I saw this. Let's talk about the show coming yeah. first to London next year. We'll also be making trips to Vegas, Tokyo, Berlin. Who knows where else? Elvis Elf Evolution, billed as, quote, an immersive concert experience using artificial intelligence and holographic projection. <clears throat> Lame. If you have a choice between Elvis Evolution, the hologram show, and seeing any bona fide impersonator, be it Breezy Point or anywhere else in the world, you will get way more enjoyment out of the impersonator. And it's not even close. Am I wrong? Whoa, that's the wrong. Whoa. That night talk? Am I wrong? That's the one. Okay. That reminds me. Maybe I'll put that photo up again. I missed it because I was paying the bill. But we were at Breezy Point, Kathleen, Q, myself, members of her family. And there was the famous Elvis impersonator at Breezy Point. Yes, this was the end of last summer, right? Yeah, who's been there forever. Huge crowd on a uh, sunny, but for, for summer, chilly 
afternoon. And the Elvis guy was everywhere. And Q, it was five, six songs into it. And Q clearly had had enough. I go in to pay the bill. Something you're not familiar with. And when I left, Elvis was right next to Quentin. And I have one of the greatest pictures ever. Just sheer happiness and joy on Q's face. He's back on board. Oh, my God. He just loved it. 100%. 100%. Give me any of the impersonators right now on the hologram. On the hologram. AI, I don't know yet. We're going to be, we're about to be an AI world. I don't want to sound like Mike Wilbon and PTI, who, and I still love PTI, but it's like Wilbon has basically decided anything that's happened after 1978 is the worst. Okay. <laughs> it's just a, I don't, I don't need those new numbers. I'm going to yell. I'm going to be back. I mean, the fact that Tony stayed more current is, <laughs> is hard to fathom. AI could potentially make these, Shows infinitely better, but I have never once thought for a second there's somebody amazing and it's a hologram show, somebody who I would love to have seen and thought, hey, there's a hologram show. I want to say, no, get out of here. Give me fake Medina Ballroom, (laughs) fake Bellagio at two o'clock at night, and the the hookers and the the the, the gambler aholics, alcoholics, drug aholics, whatever are all there, and I'm probably with them. No, the hologram so far. No, but are you with me? The AI, we don't know how what amazing. Are you, what it could are you be? hoping for in an AI show? I guess I don't understand because they're not going to AI Elvis back from the grave. How do you know? I'm fairly confident. How do you? I mean. I think as we sit here, and it's night talk in the night studio. Talk. It's, very, it's getting darker here. I love this. We should do this all the time. My eyes are still adjusting. Yes. Well, then Dan's going to come in right away and turn the lights on. Just boom. Right away. Um, I don't know. We have no idea what AI is going to look like in, in six months. Well, it's going to... It's going to help ruin the presidential election because, I mean, there's going to be uh, the deep fakes, the AI. I mean, we got so, so many... Idiotic things that both sides say already. Be hard to tell which one is more idiotic, and which is is more ridiculous. I'm just saying, uh, as of now, yes, without a doubt. But I, I am also saying we have these new things called amazing inventions, and they change our views. Apparently, you're locked in in about 1994, and that's it. Nothing good has happened after 1994. Apparently, you're just a big-time hologram guy. Just hologram no, everything, I Chad. Hate hologram. Well, what do, you, what do you expect? Where are they going to AI? They're not going to make a human out of thin air. They're going to have a realistic-looking okay. hologram, okay. and you're going to be okay. up there throwing your undie pants at it. My undie pants. <laughs> I'd rather hear that than panties. Oh, yeah. Panties hate is that. such an, oral, it's an awful word. Mm-hmm. God, no, just can't get out that. of here. I mean, seriously, what a Luddite you are. I mean, should we get rid of computers? Oh, I just and- appreciate, you know, watching an actual human uh, engage in his craft. I I also, but I don't think Elvis is coming back. And I'm No, just saying, that's why I want I'm, the impersonator. I'm saying, Give me the kitschiness of it. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, as of now, holograms dead to me, literally, pun intended, but not counting them out for the AI later. Oh. Sounds like you're saying... Every technology we have now is enough. You don't want any new technology. That's exactly what I said. That's what I heard. 100% true. I talk.
Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. You saw the news on I did. him. I did. Getting the number 32, retired by the Orlando Magic, the team that drafted him back in 92, played there for... Should have been ours. Four seasons. Should have been ours. Should have been ours. Number one draft choice. My boy Kudo was on that billboard as crunch week after week after week. And what did we get? Loser, 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 winner. <laughs> so we got. Thank you, Christian. Yeah. Uh, anyway, retiring the number four seasons with Orlando. This is ridiculous. We've jumped the shark. We probably jumped the shark long ago on retiring yep. numbers, but yep. this is by far. He already has re- retired the number by the Lakers. Yep. Eight seasons, three titles. Yep. And the Miami Heat. Yep. Four seasons again, but at least one title. Yep. Uh, if you're going to ni- retire a number, standards. Standards. We need standards. We need league-wide. We need sport-wide standards. We're talking maybe minimum five to ten seasons. And an absolute, undisputed, significant Impact on the history of a franchise. Four seasons. Get out of here. Am I wrong? Okay, I got into this debate a little bit yesterday with the news on Ricky. News breaks yesterday at Ricky Rubio. He's stepping away from the NBA. Looks like he might end up playing in Europe. But Ricky Rubio, who first started playing professional basketball when he was 14, Drafted by the Wolves, what it was going to be. And there were some great moments, but not sustained success. By all accounts, a wonderful human being. Bravo to him to be as out front as he's been about mental health, his struggles. I'm sorry he's going through that. But bravo to his transparency. Wish him the best. But Wolves' Twitter all of a sudden was breaking out that you had to retire his number. And I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here. Again, everything I just said, including wonderful human being. Didn't even make an all-star. Team wasn't even a consideration. No, no chance. The Wolves right now have KG, who should be, right? And that's all on him, okay? Malik, consider what happened to Malik. No problem with that. They got the dedication up there to flip. Um, You know, the Wild, they had that debate on Koivu. And Koivu is a little bit like the Wolves in the sense what have the Wolves or Wild really accomplished? Mm-hmm. And Miko's their leader in all these games. Oh, goody. Again, they, they, they bent that dramatically for Miko because they just wanted to do another marketing event. You know? And is he the leader in, in, in every single category? Yeah, but he's just Miko Koifu. Shaq. Shaq is such a tour de force. He put the magic on the map. They went to an NBA Finals. He was there, what, four Got years? Smoked. Five years? They four seasons. Four seasons. I'm not as bothered by that one. Here's what bothered me most about it, and it's my guy, Alex Martins. Alex is a buddy of mine, the uh, present team. I once, when I was the Orlando Magic PR person, along with the the, ra- the, the radio guy, I kept I, the list said Alexis, so I sent over and over again, and finally this guy calls me and goes, just want to let you know I think you're doing a good job. But my name is Alex, not Alexis. <laughs> like, okay, okay, I got it. Significant difference. Why are they getting to it now? I don't know. That's the part that got to me. Like, if you're going to bring Shaq in, I mean, he left the game a while ago. Sure did. It's, it's okay to get trounced by the Lakers in the race to retire the number. Eight seasons, three titles. Yeah, the Lakers should be first. Yeah. But to be not only third, but second in your own state. Yeah. And this long after, that's the part that bugs me. They've got nobody. They want somebody, and they want they want to get Shaq 
back within their yeah. community. Good luck. You know what Shaq is? That's, a Laker. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Where does Shaq live now? Everywhere? What's Shaq worth, would you say? He's doing very well for himself. He's doing incredibly well. By the way, the Laker guys I know, huge Shaq fans as a human. Mixed on Kobe. They were mixed on Kobe as a human being. They all love Shaq. Well, that's why they, Kobe and Shaq didn't get to you know, get uh, get along yeah, very well. Yeah, it was like you know, Kobe was so fiercely competitive. Get out of my way. All I'm going to do is practice, practice, practice. Shaq's like f- having fun. <laughs> yes. Hey, guess what? I have all the physical tools I need to kick everybody's butt. Yeah, I don't right. need to make free throws. One of Shaq's greatest lines, again, head-shaking lines if you're his coach. I'm not going to get my surgery in the offseason and ruin my summer. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'll get this done during the season, and then I'll get in shape. Oh, man. 48 past two, more of Night Talk. Am I right? We've dimmed the lights in here. Well, you haven't dimmed Well, I guess dimmed them. I would say pretty much cut them out. Pretty much cut them out. I think it's fantastic. Back in moments. Nothing better than talking about the lighting in the room on AM radio, baby. That's what it's all about. I, I did not realize the Pussycat Dolls. Stole this tune. Oh, they stole it. They covered it, made it their own. Don't you wish your goofing was hot like me? <laughs> Tori Alamaze brought this to you. Do you know who wrote this song? Collaboration. Um, Guardsy and Meat Sauce. No. Oh, close. CeeLo Green and Sir Mix-A-Lot. <laughs> it's a great combo. <laughs> it really is. <clears throat> Can I uh, can I admit something? I like the tune. It's mindless. Considering it's, you knew it came from the pussy pussycat dolls, just right off the top oh, of your heck head. Yeah, of yeah. course you knew it. Like oh, the yeah. tune brings back some good memories. Yeah, it does. It's 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 cotton candy. It's total cotton candy music, and I think it's a great tune. Yeah, for those that uh, don't like to think critically about anything, it's fine. <laughs> That's cotton it. candy. That just that says all we need to know about Chad Hartman. He likes cotton candy. I don't actually. Cotton Sounds like candy you love cotton candy. Massively overrated. Pink, blue doesn't matter. You love it all. Yuck! Get out of there. I, I'm getting pressured here from friends on a happy hour. I'm meeting oldest boy's girlfriend's parents tonight. Okay, Kathleen's sick. She can't go. So my friends are pestering me that I should go to happy hour before. I cannot do that. Can I? I can't go to happy hour for a couple hours and then meet. You don't have to go for a couple hours, but if it's the type of you know group of friends where you know you're going to stay for a couple hours, it is. Yeah, I think it's probably best. To, it is. No, no, I'm not. Best to just head home and do some house walking, Chad. Yeah, yeah, I got stuff to do. That's not one of them. You're not convincing. All right, what do we got? Americans spent $222 billion, billion. over oh. the holiday season. On porn? Online shopping. Online, okay. Just online shopping over the holiday season, $222 billion. The take for Amazon of that $222 billion? All? Just about 30%. That's it? Yes, just about 30%. I would have guessed higher. A little under a third. I thought it would be two, but you had a lot of other options. But anyway, that still accounts to, what, $66, 67000000000 billion just over the holiday season? They're getting by. Amazon. If it wasn't official, I think it already is. But if it wasn't, it certainly is now. Greatest company in American history. Don't come at me with McDonald's. Oh, Apple? Don't come at me with Apple. Don't come Pornhub? at me with Walmart. None of them. Amazon. They brought the future of e-commerce to America. Jeff Bezos, well done. Am I wrong? 
Well, you're the guy who just told me when I said, you know, I'm saying maybe the AI is going to change things. AI is not going to do anything. Now you're declaring no matter what happens that Amazon is the greatest company ever, all time, or just not, or now. I didn't say it couldn't change. There could be a company that uh, starts up in the next five they're, days that ends up being better. But as of right now, they're the greatest American company. American company they're the most influential right now. Any doubt? Amazon has... <laughs> I don't know. McDonald's might fight you. Have you seen our waistlines? Yeah. Ever hear of Odyssey? <laughs> yeah, well, right now it's yours huh? for $10. What do you think of the night talk lighting we've got going in here? It's very like Dark Star. Night very talk. like Night Talk. That's what, like, Carter was was uh, angling one point to do, like, 6 o'clock, and he was going to call it night talk. And I said, seven months of the year, it's light out at yeah. 6 o'clock. How are you going to have night talk when it's sunny out? It's not good. Uh, Amazon, greatest company ever, Dave Harrigan is saying, in America. Ford is the greatest company ever. How about uh, I don't know. the airline industry? Microsoft. What about Microsoft? Yeah. I don't know. I got to think about that. The very thought provoking. That's what this show is. Night talk. Two thirty to keep three the on lights Fridays. off. Come on, keep the lights off. Cook already told me we're turning the I lights know. off right away. He's so mad. Exactly. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 